0: Hour number two of the morning after on this Thursday begins right now right here on Sports Grid Sirius XM channel 159 the new home on Sirius XM for Sports Grid Radio I'm your host Ben Stevens thank you so much for joining us on this Thursday morning and in this hour we have a smattering of everything you need to know because you become a better sports better in the landscape of sports sports professor Rick Horo joins us next to talk about the sports business world. Some big news for New York state in terms of when sports gambling online might become legal and put into practice. Also James Young, our MBA guru, former associate women's head basketball coach at Monmouth University joins us to talk some MBA. and then rounding out this hour. Ryan Williams from FanDuel previews Thursday night football and gives you some winners for week number nine of this nfl season speaking of thursday night football that's what we're going to do right here right now mike white and gang green head to indianapolis tonight to take on the colts the colts currently a ten and a half point home favorite tonight in indy the over under total 45 and a half for this thursday night football matchup let's focus on that total to begin here 45 and a half six straight unders on thursday night football For these games that we have seen here recently. Only two games have gone over on Thursday night. The first two Thursdays of the season. What does that tell us? That means that as we get later into the season. Short week. Little rest. Banged up bodies. We can expect to see some sloppy football. And maybe some unders ruling the day for Thursday night. So 45 and a half is the number tonight. Between the Colts and the Jets. The spread really hasn't moved all that much when you look at that 10 and a half a little bit of movement on the money line in the Jets favor but the spread is pretty much the same at 10 and a half as it has been all along Indianapolis meanwhile when you speak of that over under total five of their eight games this year hitting to the over that's 62 and a half percent for their over percentage time for the third highest clip in all of the NFL with the Tennessee Titans and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the Jets meanwhile four of their seven games hitting the over Four straight games have hit the over. All of those four games would have been over this number of 45 and a half as well. Yes, two weeks ago, it's because they gave up 54 points to the New England Patriots. But last week, 34-31 a win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Also, the Jets were a 10.5-point underdog in that game. Now, Indianapolis, 3-5 and five straight up this year, losing last week in overtime to their AFC South Divisional foes in the Tennessee Titans. But Indy is 5-3 and three against the spread. They've only been a favorite twice so far this year, last week against Tennessee and then against the Houston Texans as well. They were a double-digit favorite against Houston. They covered winning that game easily. They did not cover, nor did they win, last week against the tennessee titans the jets of course have been an underdog in every single game so far this year they were a ten and a half point underdog last week they have not covered by an average margin of six and a half points per game let's look at the passing yards props for the quarterbacks tonight because it is a fascinating story with michael white mike white himself of usf uh, south florida fame coming in to the nfl his passing yards prop tonight 2.53 2.53 and a half right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Carson Wentz, meanwhile, for Indianapolis, below that, 2.40 and a half. We don't have a strong sample size on Mike White. Only one game last week against the Bengals, the Mike White game where now his jersey is enshrined in Canton in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm not even kidding. That is actually what is currently happening at the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, as we welcome in our sports grade radio audience here to the second hour of... Of the morning after on Sports Grid. You're listening on Sirius XM channel 159, the new home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and the Mightier 1090 out on the West Coast. I'm your host, Ben Steves. Previewing Thursday night football between the Colts and the Jets. Indy, a 10 and a half point home favorite against the Jets tonight. Looking at the passing yards props between the quarterbacks. Again, Mike Whites is 253 and a hook. He went over last week 405 yards on 37 of 45 passing, three touchdowns two interceptions. Now, on the other side, Indianapolis allows 243 passing yards per game on average this year. Carson Wentz has gone under that number you see there of 240 and a half in 5 of the 8 games. He has gone under this number for his passing yards prop tonight in 3 straight for the Indianapolis Colts. However, there is value on Carson Wentz and possibly some profitability in other passing props on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now. Carson Wentz is averaging passing attempts per game. His passing yards prop is only 31 and a half. He has gone over that number in five of the eight games for the Colts this year. Carson Wentz has also had multiple passing touchdowns, two or more passing touchdowns in five straight games for Indianapolis. To go over a touchdown and a half tonight passing for Carson Wentz is minus 130. Not the worst juice you will ever see on a prop that has been hitting in five straight games for the Indianapolis Colts meanwhile Mike White's passing attempts prompt tonight 35 and a half now I have just recently discovered possibly my favorite prop of the entire prop board that I've seen all year long on the FanDuel Sportsbook in any time touchdown scorer prop normally you have guys like Jonathan Taylor Carson Wentz Mike White himself even you could throw in Michael Carter Michael Pittman whoever it might be skilled position players you don't have an entire unit or in fact two units but the FanDuel Sportsbook is giving you the Indianapolis Colts defense and special teams to score a touchdown tonight at plus 290. That's better odds than Carson Wentz. That's better odds than the New York Jets wide receiver Elijah Moore. That's better odds than Jack Doyle. It's a fascinating marketplace to look at. Plus 290 for the Indy defense or special teams to score tonight on Thursday night football. Sports professor Rick Horo joins the program next. What's going on in the sports business world? We find out together. Stay with us here on The Griffith. Back right here on the morning after on Sports Grid Sirius XM Channel 159. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. We await the sports business professor, Rick Horro, to join us. Rick, people don't like when your professors are late to class. It gives the students an opportunity to skip. So hopefully Rick Horro joins us here very, very shortly. Until we have him ready to go, I will continue a preview of Thursday Night Football. The Colts, oh, is Rick here? I heard him trying to insert himself. Do we have Rick? All right, maybe we have Rick. Why not? Let's just keep going. Rick, we ask that our guests show up a little bit early so we can get everything framed up and ready to go. That way, when we come back from break, we are ready. But now, the sports professor himself, Rick Horo, joins the show here on the morning after on a Thursday. Rick, hello, how are you?
2: I, I, I was fine until I heard that. I I, I was early for the Fans that I have my thousands of mm. maybe tens of tens of fans, not necessarily for you. So I, I apologize, okay. B- Ben Stevens. You know, you you have a hard job. You're doing this single handedly. Everybody wants a lot of information from you. And and I was trying to think of of what I could possibly do to make your life easier. And one of the things I shouldn't do is to be about 10 seconds late because I'm sure your blood pressure goes way up. I apologize. Oh, you way up. Ten seconds. You know what they say? It's <laughs> Coughlin time <laughs> yeah. here
0: on the morning after. Fifteen yeah. minutes is on hey, time. Look what Fifteen happened to minutes him. early he, on time.
2: He he has one of the worst winning percentages of anybody post-giants in, in the history of the NFL. So that's okay. No problem.
0: All right. Yeah, that's not not, not a bad point either, Rick. All right. So let's dive okay. into what is happening around the sports world right now. We got a report earlier this week here in New York State that New York State might be naming two sports book operators as early. As this week, in hopes of getting online sports wagering legalized and ready to go by the Super Bowl, come early February. Rick, what have you heard about this story,
2: and do you have a latest update for us? Yeah, I've I've heard a few things. It's complicated. It's political, which is not a great answer for anybody uh, to provide. But uh, there are a number of rights holders that the legislature and the people that will allocate the money have to deal with. The one is the. Indian Nations, uh, Oneida, Turning Stone, uh, that group of people and others. Uh, The other uh, uh, opportunity is the uh, companies, the FanDuel DraftKings, who want the licenses to parse out. Clearly, it's in their particular interest to say we can control it. They can take more revenue off the top. The other is the individual casino operators that are not the Indian Nations. That's three. And, And four, ultimately, not before the Super Bowl, but in the picture, City Field, MSG, Barclays, Yankee Stadium, all of the venues, we will have mobile betting around and at venues and in venue betting in the not-too-distant future, not next week, but in the not-too-distant future.
0: So, Rick, when you look at this timeline right here, not so much when it's put into practice, but do you think the report is correct that we might know by the end of this week who those two sportsbook operators could be?
2: Listen, in politics, it might be today. It might be 2024. uh, And uh, we might know. I'll accept the statement because it has the word might. And with a law school training, one of the first things I do when I teach my sports law class is give a list of words that are important for all budding lawyers to use. Might, depends, could, possibly, (laughs) all the stuff that means nothing. All right. So if you really want to continue this interview, let's go. (laughs)
0: All the tips of the trade that we can learn here from Rick Horo, our sports business professor, right here on the grid. And Rick, this past weekend in East Lansing was one of the best college football games of the year. Michigan State and Michigan, the battle for the Paul Bunyan Trophy, and not just in person in East Lansing, but it was one of the highest-watched football games in the last two seasons. In fact, that big noon kickoff window for Fox has been bringing in big viewership. So, Rick, it was an interesting debate around this game. Before college game day ended up going to East Lansing, they placed Ohio State and Penn State in that primetime spot on ABC. Michigan, Michigan State was in that big noon window on Fox. So, I think it's the debate of is primetime better? Is this noon kickoff Mm -hmm. slate all that luster behind it? I think we're seeing the noon kickoff Definitely has its good benefits of it as well. What have you made of what we've seen from the viewership perspective of being placed in that noon window?
2: There are a lot of Fox issues, by the way, that are very important to remember. Also, you know, up uh, last week, Fox had a lot of baseball programming commitments, including the World Series. Uh, how did that game turn out last night? Oh, there was no game seven. Anyway, the the the, <laughs> the bottom line of all of this is that that there every one of these programming window decisions isn't as easy as it first looks. Does Fox want the benefit of a primetime college game in the middle of their World Series telecasts? You know, probably not given where they were and they were World Series issues. Is that noon window great? Yeah, it's great. It was even better last week. And I do agree with you, by the way. That was one of the best college football games ever. The drama, and not only that, Hmm. you know, a Michigan alum all over the country, I will uh, do a, a reverse kudos to my good friend Steve Ross, who owns the Miami Dolphins, and and gave much do- money to the University of Michigan School of Business. By the way, he is a yeah. great alum. Remember, he chased after Harbaugh how to coach the Dolphins, and we all know he wears Michigan on his sleeve and he wears Dolphins on his sleeve. Time for a couple of new sleeves, by the way.
3: <laughs> what, a roast of Steve <laughs> Ross as we
2: end things out, discussing Big Noon kickoff
0: viewership numbers. Steve. If you want to ever come on the morning after to record Nick yeah. you are more, more, <laughs> more than, than welcome. welcome. T- so, tell I them. mean, hey, listen, it's I had fun. a lot of friends that go to the Ross Business School at Michigan, yeah. but it was a huge win for Michigan State. Speaking of the World Series, we had that wrap-up two nights ago in game number six. What did the viewership numbers look like for this rendition of
2: the World Series in 2021? The overnights weren't great, and frankly, when the numbers finally come out, they probably won't be great. That wasn't the story here. I think the story here was baseball coming out of the pandemic, uh, you would argue, stronger than people thought. Uh, I like the idea of the Braves' story this year. I, I don't like the idea of, of the Astros possibly winning. That That's an integrity issue for me. I know they're over it. It's a few years ago. It's Dusty Baker, but that's me. But the bottom line is we don't have Boston. We don't have L.A. We don't have Chicago, but we have great, compelling new stories. And hopefully— with parity, you've got some teams in rebuilding. Uh, the Cubs' next chance at the playoffs, I think, is a 20 uh, 40, a nine, maybe longer, uh, when the world may have come to an end. But there are some other teams that are moving in, and now the rubber hits the road with baseball, as we know. And it's not just the ratings, but December 1 is that judgment day relative. Can we get can we get a new deal done? Uh, probably not by then, but both sides see the benefit of not stopping the momentum of labor peace. But there's some animosity on both sides. So it, 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 it really goes into how do we take some of the momentum generated at baseball's uh, World Series into the owners meetings next week and see if we can get some deals done soon. I love the subtle jabs that you've been given out here in this segment on the
0: morning after on a Thursday. Rick, only about a minute left here. What are some other storylines around the sports business landscape we should be monitoring?
2: Well, we're talking about ratings and look at the NFL ratings for Thursday nights, tonight's game with those super New York jets. How about my buddy, Adam Gase? Oh, he's not coaching either. Oh, okay. Well that's okay. So no, the non Adam Gase jets, we'll see what kind of comeback they have their new quarterback for uh, now. It's great. And Thursday nights Browns before Broncos Uh, last two weeks ago, the Cardinals and the, uh, and the green Bay Packers. And by the way, uh, Don Shula, may he rest in peace. The undefeated Dolphins, 72. Uh, it's earlier and earlier in an normal regular NFL season where the undefeated team continues to go forward. And if the Dolphins today aren't that great, the Dolphins 72 team is really the best ever. Uh, I continue to digress off your questions. It's not that I don't respect you, it's just my answers. Uh, I want to get to where I want to go, independent of what your questions are, by the way. Sorry, Ben. Listen, a good host just lets the guests go in whatever
0: direction they might, and we form the tapestry of Rick Horo's oh, wow. mind here, our sports professor yeah. on the Sports Grid Network. All across the place, you can see Rick everywhere. Rick, as always, thank you very much for your time. I'm not even mad about the 10 seconds earlier.
2: Well, you know, listen, you let me go anywhere, including maybe off the cliff. I continue to understand how important it is to be part of your universe. And I'm compelled to continue to go there. Have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you soon. Rick Horo, thank you, as always, for your time. We will talk
0: very soon. On the other side of the break, making his return to the morning after, it's
1: James Young. Some NBA talk coming up next here on The Grid.
0: morning after on this thursday morning on sports grid rolls on sirius xm channel 159 the new home for sports grid radio on sirius xm and i'm your host ben stevens it is a wonderful thing my friends to be reunited with your old friends who you have not seen in quite some time there was a time not long ago during the summer months during nba postseason action when james young was on this program it felt like each and every weekday and that was a beautiful thing it has been a couple of months. He's a busy guy. He's a former associate head coach with Monmouth Women's Basketball. Now he is here as our MBA expert once again on the grid. James
3: Young, JY coach, how you doing? Great to have you back. My good brother, Big Ten Ben. It's, it's always a pleasure. You've been crushing it with the solo gig the last couple of weeks, and it's uh, it's great to be back on with you. It's
0: great to be talking some NBA basketball with you again, coach. So, let's dive right into it. The Eastern Conference, as we look at the Eastern Conference odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook, has been a great deal of attention so far. You've had some teams like the Chicago Bulls, like the Miami Heat get off to wonderful starts so far this year, but the Sixers still 6 and 2. The Bucks and the Nets have had their fair share of struggles. In this early going, so as you look at the Eastern Conference odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook and some of those teams off the good starts this year in the East, what have you made of the Eastern Conference in the early going of this NBA season?
3: Well, if you look at it, let, let's start with the team that a lot of people were talking about, and that's the Chicago Bulls. I'm, I wasn't a fan of their signings. I mean, I know you know you got Ball, you got DeRozan, you got Levine, you got three, you got Boost, you got some big time scores, but. I, I find them you know I'm not really meshing that group and my biggest issue with them is their perimeter shooting. So I have faded Chicago from before the season. I'm still fading them even though they're off to a very good start. The team I'm looking at is the Miami Heat. You got Jimmy buckets. you got Kyle Laer. you got a tough guy like PJ Tucker. Bam is playing great getting about 14 rebounds a night and you got Spolstra. So right now, if you're looking at value right now, you can't take the Nets because they're basically almost even money. If you want value, you got to be looking at the Miami Heat right now at a plus 500 uh, to come out of the East.
0: Yeah, Miami plus 500. Currently, their odds have already been slashed in half from where they were entering the season 10-1 for the Heat, one of those three teams atop the NBA standings right now with a 6-1 record. Miami has been fantastic with all they have been doing this year. If you want to fade the Bulls, don't touch that 18-1 market price in the Eastern Conference right now, like Coach James Young. But the Bulls, despite a loss last night to the Philadelphia 76ers, still 6-2 straight up this year and 6-2 against the spread. The Bulls lost last night, as did coaches new york knicks the knicks falling for their second straight game last night on the road in indiana coach the knicks were the four seed in the eastern conference playoffs a season ago got off to a good start so far this year two straight losses nothing to overreact for so far in this nba season what is your overall sentiment about what new york has going this year
3: Well, I think you got to look at the upgrades that the Knicks have had. They've sacrificed a little bit of defense for offense, getting rid of Alfred Payton, getting rid of Reggie Bullock, and replacing it with Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker. Those are two shot-making guards who can create their own shot. And if you've seen with the Knicks, they've actually picked up their pace and they're shooting a ton of threes. Uh, But then last night, they kind of relied back to their old-style of bully basketball, and they just really didn't have an answer for Miles Turner. So with the Knicks, I think you rely on the sum of your parts. I think RJ Barrett is starting to play himself into the uh, the most improved player award, the way he's been playing and shooting the ball, getting over twenty points the last three nights. But with New York, I think you still look at them to be in that four five range because unlike most of the other teams in East, Tips is going to grind every single day to win because he doesn't know any other way so look for the knicks to still beat up four five succeed uh and make the playoffs
0: the knicks 36 to one right now to win the eastern conference but 10 bucks shorter than where they were entering the year at 46 to one rj barrett may be in the conversation for most improved player in the association last year that was his teammate julius randall 18 points 14 boards last night against the Indiana Pacers. Julius Randle has had a double-double in five of the eight games for the Knicks so far this year. Somebody, Coach, to certainly keep an eye on in the prop market. So we have the Heat and the Celtics tonight. We know that Boston had a player-only meeting a couple of nights ago. There's been some drama with this Boston Celtics team. What do you make of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and the Celtics this year, Coach?
3: Well, as a Nick fan, I hope they suck the entire season. But to be all serious, <laughs> now you got to look at the fact that you got two alpha males and Tatum and Brown. Now I think Jason Tatum needs to be played more as a stretch four, where he could take people off the bounce and get to the basket, rather than selling for step back and fade away jump shots. And Jalen Brown's actually had a good start, but Marcus Smart is right. He's got to these two have to make their two their teammates better by spreading the ball because they don't have a lot of guys can create their own shots themselves so smart can't do that schroeder can't do that the Williamses can't do that maybe peyton pritchard coming off the bench but that's really about it so you really got to look at these guys to pass the ball tonight but they have a really fascinating matchup tonight with miami and i love the way the heat's been playing and the guy you want to talk about for also for most improvement right now is a borderline lock for six man of the year is tyler hero getting at about 22.5 mm. points a game. There's a good prop that's on him tonight. If for him to make over two and a half threes is plus money at 104. Take a look at it. Hit it in five of the last seven games, averaging 2.9 threes made per game. Boston has given up at least someone to make three threes six times already this year. If you don't want to play it that way and you want to play it with just the heat to win, that is at plus one, I think, one sixty one seventy. Just the Heat to win and Tyler Hero to hit three plus threes tonight for Miami when they take on the Boston Celtics.
0: Coach, when you said that three-point prop for Tyler Hero, I was like, oh, plus money to the over of two and a half? I kind of like that in the prop market tonight for the Heat and the Celtics. The Heat laying six at home. They are a perfect 3-0 ATS at home this year, as are the Atlanta Hawks. Who are laying or getting a point and a half, I should say, against the Utah Jazz at home tonight. So the Jazz, obviously a member of the Western Conference, off to a six and one start this year, as are the Golden State Warriors, thanks to a win over the Charlotte Hornets last night. Both of those teams, six and one. And right now on the Western Conference future board on the FanDuel Sportsbook, they have the second. And third shortest odds, respectively. Utah there with the second shortest price at plus 440. The Warriors plus 480. The favorite still, the Los Angeles Lakers at plus 260. Where is the value on this board in your mind,
3: coach? I'm gonna slide down a little bit more. I still think it's gonna be Denver. And at plus yeah. 950, that is a team that I really like. I know they didn't win last night, I do believe they lost last night, but I love their makeup. You have the Joker. You got Porter, who's still trying to find his way as a number two scorer. Aaron Gordon has been better. He'll be better this year as as a full-year member of the Nuggets. Bones Highland out of the draft, giving them minutes off the bench. And remember, they're going to get Jamal Murray back at some point. I would say probably about five to ten games before the playoffs just so we get his legs under him. I do like Denver. And here's the thing. If they get a high seed – and you got to go to Denver possibly four times with that altitude, good luck. So I actually think in looking at it, I do think for the value right now, I love the Nuggets at plus 9.50 to come out of the West.
0: The Nuggets were my pick before the year with value at 10 to cents Shorter, I still believe, in the Denver Nuggets. They did lose to Memphis last night. They lost to the grids in back-to-back games, just 4-4 four and four straight up this year, only 3-5 and five against the number. But the future, still very bright. For those Denver Nuggets in the reigning NBA MVP in Nikola Jokic. Also out on the West Coast, the Lakers tonight host the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mention that because in their road matchup this past week, the Thunder got their only win over the year of the year over the LA Lakers, winning 123-115. Tonight at Staples Center, the Lakers a big double-digit favorite over the Thunder. Coach, the Lakers so far this year, five and three straight up but one of the worst records against the spread in the entire association. Just two and six ATS, not covering by 4.7 points per game. Are you slightly concerned about the Lakers overall, despite a decent record straight up to start?
3: You know what, Ben? I I really am not. I think this is going to be a team that's going to be a a working progress. I don't think they're going to really hit their stride until Christmas. LeBron's missed a couple of games. I think they're trying to find their way with these guys, trying to fit in Westbrook trying to fit in some of these guys like Malik Monk, who's given them minutes off the bench. None hasn't played yet. So I still like the Lakers in the long haul. But if you look at tonight, tonight's a revenge game. If you remember, Russell Westbrook was ready to fight the whole Thunder team at the end of that game when they, when they give up a, a dunk at the end of the game. So if you want to look at a way to bet this game, take a combination here. I like Anthony Davis, double-double, Lakers to win at plus-108. So now you don't have to worry about the spread. You Just take the Lakers straight up to win, which they should. Anthony Davis has not had less than eight rebounds in any game this season. He's got four double-doubles. I like that double of Anthony Davis along with the Lakers to win and get plus money.
0: I love those player performance doubles on the FanDuel Sportsbook. They give you great opportunities for a little bit of plus money. Two things have to go correct. That's why they are plus money. But a great way of betting these games, especially a game with a hefty spread for the Lakers, who, again, just 2-6 and ATS this year. The ninth game for the Lakers tonight, the seventh at home inside Staples Center. A beneficial schedule to start for la this has been a great time once again with our good friend james young nba sports grid analyst here coach let's do it again sometime soon huh
3: let's do it my man let's win win some bets tonight brother
0: and until then i'll keep giving you big 10 college football picks if you want them on a saturday morning coach james young joining us here on the grid coming up next on the morning after we preview thursday night football in full with FanDuel's ryan williams that's coming up next Welcome back to the morning after on SportsGrid Sirius XM channel 159 and all across the Sports Grid network. I'm your host Ben Stevens as we get ready for NFL week number nine that begins tonight on a Thursday night between the Indianapolis Colts and the New York Jets. We need to bring in our trusted people and that includes FanDuel's Ryan Williams who joins us once again on this Thursday to preview Thursday night football and also give you some early winners for the nfl weekend coming up this upcoming sunday so ryan a pleasure to have you back on the show it is great to be previewing thursday night football with you once again
4: always a pleasure to to join you ben yeah i'm ready to get after it we've had some tough beats and thursday night football as they come about but i feel like the the sunday bets are 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 going going fairly well so if i can channel what i do on FanDuel on the monday night preview show that we do then i think we could have some success here for thursday night
0: I think we will. I love the prop board tonight for Thursday Night Football. We'll get to some of those props that we enjoy for the Colts and the Jets in just a moment. But bigger picture here, the Colts laying 10.5 at home against the New York Jets. The spread really hasn't moved throughout the duration of this week. The total slightly. It's now at 45.5, and we have seen the undertrend hit in a big way for Thursday Night Football. So overall perspective, Ryan, what do you make of this Thursday Night Football matchup between Indianapolis and New York?
4: Yeah, well you're hoping that this Colts team that has showed up the past couple of weeks shows up yet again here. Um I think that they're they're getting a little uh they're getting a little too favored, I think, by the public here, Ben. I mean the Jets I, you know, we'll talk about Cincinnati here later on for Sunday, but regardless of how you feel about the Jets, this Mike White kid um, he's something special for them, and, and you're thinking about the loss that they take to Zach Wilson there, and that it's just going to be you know tough sledding for them the rest of the season, and that hasn't been the case. Throwing for 400 yards last week, I mean the secondary for Indy has not been one to stop against wide receivers um, in the past. So he's you know trying to get his crew together with Crowder and this kid Michael Carter who's been absolutely explosive. So I like the Jets yeah. getting 10 and a half here. Um, when we see the Colts, you know traditionally in this season they haven't you know been able to put teams away by double digits too often
0: yeah the Jets have been an underdog in every single game of course last week as a 10 and a half point underdog at home they beat the Cincinnati Bengals outright the Colts this is only the third time they have been favored all year long the second double digit spread in Indy's favor for Thursday night football so let's approach the prop market two total reception props with two plus money to the overs, one on each side. Michael Carter for the Jets, Michael Pittman Jr. for the Indianapolis Colts. Why is the angle of attack in the prop market, the total receptions market right now, Ryan?
4: Yeah, I mean, the receptions market is just, this is one that we target, I feel like, every week, Ben, when when you and I are talking. And just when we can get plus money on some of these discrepancies, it just just doesn't, it feels great. It feels like we're able to take Mm -hmm. advantage. You're looking at a guy, Michael Pittman, here, whose over number is at five and a half. Like, why is that the case? He's hit that five times already this year, and we're going into week nine. Um, so you, you definitely love that. He's coming off of a 15 target game. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is banged up. I think, you know, he's questionable for this game, if not already ruled out. Um, and these other guys like Zach Pascal and Mo Ali Cox and Paris Campbell being banged up like it's just not getting it done. Carson Wentz he needs to find him if it's not Jonathan Taylor. So absolutely love getting that number on Pittman at plus money.
0: I absolutely love it as well. Michael Pittman has been targeted by Carson Wentz 65 times this year. That's 22 more targets than the next closest Colts receiver. Michael Pittman had 10 grabs on 15 targets last Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. And to echo Ryan's one final time, he has gone over five and a half, five of the eight games for the Colts this year, including a four-week span from weeks 2 to Week 6. So, Michael Pittman, an area to look tonight for the Indianapolis Colts we mentioned Michael Carter for the other side the rookie out of North Carolina was big last week for Mike White in a Mike White game his total receptions prop is four and a half do you think he is likely to hit the over tonight on Thursday night
4: Yeah, I absolutely love this prop as well, too. I mean, when you go back and you don't even need to watch the game, Ben, just look at the the box score, which, you know, hashtag team box score watching, right? And just the way that Michael Carter is being utilized in this offense, like they're not trying to run the ball with him. And we know how stout the Colts front seven is um, with those linebackers who are there. I think they'll have to find ways to get him out in space and and catch the ball. And you're looking at his receiving totals, you know, being absolutely extra economical since coming into the mix here. Uh, Mike White, that is, at the quarterback home. So getting that number uh, on Michael Carter when he's been hitting that consistently uh, with Mike White taking over as quarterback, I I definitely like getting that number. And this is a guy who pretty much has a share of the backfield. Ty Johnson still being worked in a little bit, but uh, Tevin Coleman not being in that game um, is just basically a two-headed backfield with him getting a majority of the share of that backfield.
0: All right, Ryan. We are going to have an anytime touchdown score prop hit on a Thursday on the morning after heading in to Thursday night football. Who is the player we need to target tonight?
4: We got Jamison Crowder tonight, Ben. This is this is one that that I. I was looking I was looking this over I didn't want to get too cute about it let's go with the number one receiver on this team he's plus 210 to get an anytime touchdown on the FanDuel Sportsbook as it currently stands and you're looking at Corey Davis being doubtful in this game and I'm talking about Michael Carter being a guy that that uh, Mike White is targeting well he's also targeting Jamison Crowder at a pretty high clip you're looking at the guys who are backing him up being like Keelan Cole and Denzel Mims who who can't catch in the rookie Elijah Moore who just hasn't gotten going so uh, definitely like Jamison crowder here the the other thing that you got to love uh ben is that he's had six red zone targets on the year and no other jet that's currently going to be active for this game has seen more than two so if they get into the red zone here he's going to be looking for crowder let's hope that we can find some success within any anytime touchdown tonight
0: we are going to manifest it into reality Jamison crowder the connection with mike white finding the ed zone in indianapolis and cashing a plus two 10 ticket my favorite anytime touchdown score prop tonight plus 290 for the indianapolis colts defense and special teams to find the oh. end zone you don't often see odds that short for an entire unit or two units but that's what FanDuel is giving you tonight against the new york Jets. just something to keep in mind the plus 290 shorter odds than elijah moore to find the end zone carson wentz to find the end zone jack doyle to find the end zone it was my favorite prop just to even look at and to share a laugh with. So, Ryan, this game, like you mentioned, important for the Indianapolis Colts, who have life in the AFC playoff picture. They are plus money to make the postseason at plus 180 right now. Puts them at tenth in terms of their playoff positioning, according to the FanDuel Sportsbook. Plus 90 with the uh, plus 950, I should say, with the second shortest odds to win the AFC South. The Titans, the heavy favorites, at minus 1500, but. There might be a door open with the Titans losing Derrick Henry, it seems, for the remainder of this season. So how important is this game tonight for Indianapolis and what they hope to do down the road?
4: Oh, it's, it's extremely important. I mean, you're looking at – and what what's nice – just in general about this division with the two-headed race at the top there is that this this division is so porous that the divisional matchups are, are cupcake matchups for, for some of these teams. So you love what you're seeing. I mean, Tennessee's uh, schedule, when you look at their rest of the season, it is absolutely, the, I mean, even without Derrick Henry, if Ryan Tannehill can, can get it together and throw some touchdowns here, it's going to be easy sledding for them. So this is a huge huge matchup for the Colts um, where they can you know close that gap of separation between them and the Titans
0: yeah the Titans hold a three-game lead already against the Indianapolis Colts they beat Indy already twice this year that's why the odds are so in their favor in the AFC South but the Colts at plus 180 do have a shot at getting to the AFC playoffs through that wild card positioning. All right, as we look forward to week number nine and the Sunday slate, a game that you are focusing on another divisional duel between the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. A lot of drama up in Cleveland, Ohio right now. What's the approach for this AFC North battle?
4: Yeah, so I mean, we're we're getting all this drama, Ben, but the public isn't reacting. I mean, the Bengals right now coming in at two and a half point favorites. Um, you definitely love that number there, just under the three, with with the little hook there to go along with it. Um, it it's it's one that I feel like is is definitely. If if the Jets game had gone a different way for Cincinnati, I mean this team would have been opening up at probably you know five points as you're as you're looking at this team uh, going at home against Cleveland um, with just so in such a disarray. So I definitely like taking advantage of Cleveland. You know it is kind of weary, I guess, when you think about Cleveland winning five of the past six matchups against this team. But the Cincinnati Bengals have only have three losses on the season. They've all come by three points. I mean that Packers game could have gone a different way. The Bears game really looks like a a tough loss there and so does the Jets um, but only three point losses there they've been an explosive team and this I think the public is not viewing this through the lens they should be so I'm, I'm happy to get that number there
0: another two and a half point spread for a team on the road this week the LA Chargers visiting the city of brotherly love and the Philadelphia Eagles this number has fluctuated a little bit it was two and a half earlier this week in favor of LA it came down to one and a half now back up to two and a half in favor of the Chargers against the Eagles. Ryan, are you riding with the two and a half point favorite again here in this matchup?
4: Absolutely, I'm riding with the two and a half point favorite. It is a West Coast team traveling East Coast, so we do have to take that into consideration and with a grain of salt, but you're looking at you know, the Chargers, they feel like they're a little bit Uh, rested at this point in time as, you know, they had that week seven bye and then it was a tough loss against New England there. But we know how New England's New England's D can make things rough. So this is a favorable matchup, I feel like, for Justin Herbert to kind of get right and correct the ship there. Um, Philly with that explosive win against the winless Detroit Lions, really kind of keeping that line. I think a little bit closer than it should be there. So I'm willing to take the West Coast team in this matchup with an Eagles team that people were writing off before they beat a winless team. So, uh, you know, we take that with a grain of salt when we're doing our best.
0: Yeah, I think this is might, might be a slight market overreaction, maybe on both sides. The Chargers losing last week as a four, four and a half point favorite at home against the Patriots. The Eagles blowing out the Lions, although the Lions have been competitive, still a winless team. I don't know. It seems like a pretty good number, even for the road team in this affair between the Eagles and the Chargers. Another divisional matchup that you like this weekend, the Niners and the Cardinals. The Cardinals laying a point on the road in Santa Clara against the Niners. Favorite or underdog for this matchup in the NFC West?
4: Yeah, I think we're going to go underdog here, Ben. And this Hmm. really just comes from where the line is right now. We still don't know what Kyler Murray's status is going to be. For, for the weekend. He has been banged up and, and has not been practicing, so obviously today being Thursday, a, a real important day as Friday is usually just a walkthrough to kind of see what the status is, but this is one where you just want to take advantage of what the line could be. I talk about this all the time with the New York Giants and how much their line has been moving with their key pieces being banged up and always on the injury report, and once those guys get rolled out, the line shifts dramatically in other teams' favor, so I think this is one where we just, we just are looking to take advantage here and and you love that you know san francisco is playing this team that's a little banged up deandre hopkins as well and they are at home here so getting that point is nice
0: and you will see here on ryan's card for week number nine my fault i did not get enough time to ask you about the over for the baltimore ravens and the minnesota vikings but that's another one of ryan's early leans for the nfl week number nine sunday slate that starts tonight in week number nine on a thursday night ryan williams from fanduel joining us here on a thursday edition of the morning after as he always does we thank you very much for your time oh always a pleasure thanks ben i enjoy it very much ryan over again michael Pittman, two minds thinking the same thing yet again plus money to the over we absolutely love it we round out our number two with a fun fact Fasano's fun fact of the day entering Thursday night football that's coming up next here on the grid Thursday morning on the morning after looking ahead to Thursday night football you are listening on Sirius XM channel 159 all across the sports grid network I'm your host Ben Stevens we round out our number two with a fun fact that sounds fun doesn't it it's Fasano's fun fact of the day Alex Fasano our fearless executive producer here on the morning after and this is the fun fact for this thursday ahead of thursday night football between the new york jets and the indianapolis colts we all remember where we were watching red zone our specific tvs whatever it might have been this past sunday october 31st 2021 when the world was introduced to michael anthony white i have no idea if his middle name is anthony i just made that up Mike White, though, the Mike White game for the New York Jets in the upset win over the Cincinnati Bengals a week ago. Mike White was drafted in the fifth round of the 2018 NFL draft by the Dallas Cowboys of all teams. He played his college ball at South Florida and Western Kentucky. He had a 70, 71.4 completion percentage in college and a 92.3 passer rating. That's some fun stuff, but here it gets even more fun for our fun fact. From Alex Fasano the Jets quarterback last week Mike White in the Mike White game became the second quarterback since at least 1950 with 400 or more passing yards in his first career NFL start. He joined only Cam Newton who threw for 422 yards in his first start back in 2011. So just two guys have thrown for 400 or more passing yards in their first career NFL start. Cameron Newton in 2011, and of course, Mike White this past Sunday for the New York Jets. In that game, week number eight against the Cincinnati Bengals, 37 of 45, 405 passing yards, three passing touchdowns for Mike White, two interceptions, but a two-point conversion reception in the end zone for the Jets as well. His passing yards prompt tonight against the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday to 53-and-a-half. Can it be another Mike White game for the Jets on the road against Indianapolis? Hour two is done. Hour number three, happy hour on the other side
2: of the break right here on The Grid. Dispensing the spent little pearls of sports strategy wisdom like gumballs from the machine where your dad used to take you for a haircut when you were a kid. Aww.